Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you are all having an absolutely fantastic day today, as always. Hope you're staying healthy and strong on this fabulous Friday we got going on right now. And if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. The Berberine Formula, the Berberine Ultimate I told you guys about for the last week and a half. It is back in stock. We still have a good batch left. We have more on order right now, though, because it is going fast because the product has been so popular. And uh, a lot of people remember it's been out of stock for the last couple of months. The dehydroberberine is what is in the formula. It's five times more bioavailable than regular berberine. So do the research. It's not regular berberine. This is dehydroberberine which massively supports blood sugar stabilization, burns body fat. It can really help out with maintaining blood sugar and any other issues that you're trying to maintain when related to overall blood sugar health. So be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com and check out the magnesium and malate acid. You voted. It won on sale right now also for over 10% off at healthmasters.com. And one of the first things that I saw this morning, this is something that's interesting. It's kind of, I'm going to tell you what they're talking about here. And then I'm going to also kind of give you my opinion where I think this is starting to move now. And a lot of the markets, and I discussed this in detail with my friend the other night that's really big in the markets. He said, what we're starting to witness right now is essentially a massive reallocation of essentially everything under a few major corporations. Now, we've talked about this on the show before, so this isn't anything new, with BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, where essentially you're having these acquisitions and mergers from every facet of industry, from the banking sector, from agricultural to big pharma to oil, and everything's essentially turning into a monopoly again. These banker boys have known for hundreds and hundreds of years that the easiest, most effective way to control the population is to control all the businesses. If you own a monopoly and you control everything, like Dad said before, if you go to the downtown and you see Rothschild you know, drugstore, Rothschild hardware store, Rothschild dealership, Rothschild doctor's office, and all these different things are owned by the same guy, same company, same family, everybody's going to start taking a step back and being like, this is insane. This one company owns every single thing in the entire city. And what happens is you have not only aspects of abuse, aspects of price gouging, but also aspects of the concept of not having a fair market where things can grow, adapt, move, and everything else. Because essentially you have one person that has no reason to try to maintain good customer service or healthy prices or good products. It doesn't matter. There's only one game in town. This is one of the reasons why Amazon has been exploding with growth so much and why they've been funded so heavily by the federal government in order to do the same thing is they pretty much are the monopoly of the online retail sector. That's why I've told you before I'm so diametrically opposed to Amazon and I do not support them. Well, now Tesla has had to issue a recall that covers almost every single electric vehicle they have ever produced with alleged problems with the warning lights. They're saying the warning lights with a smaller font size can make critical safety information on the instruction panel difficult to read. So they're saying now that every single Tesla model has to be recalled because the warning light on the dash isn't big enough. Now, you guys know me. I am not a fan nor am I a supporter of electric vehicles, nor am I a big fan of Tesla. However, this is, seems eerily reminiscent of what we saw happen with Volkswagen, with the EPA coming in and saying, well, you had a cheating device ingrained in your ECU and it made the vehicle slightly more polluted at a certain time at a certain temperature for, you know, X amount of seconds and you contributed all the CO2, so we're going to fine you $27 billion. Well, 
recalling literally now tens of millions of cars that Tesla's produced over the last, you know, what, six, seven years now is going to be unbelievably expensive. Now, one thing that I've told you guys before is that the banker boys and the monopoly boys, they want to own everything. Elon Musk is definitely a cut, cut out for the Rothschild banking sector, but he also talks and brings up a lot of stuff. He kind of talks out of both sides of his mouth in some cases, but one thing about it is he's opened up a lot of expansion for free, free speech platforming, and a lot of people have the ability to speak freely, not saying that he has all of it in good intentions. But however, he definitely has not pulled the globalist line in every direction that I think he's been told. Now, what's interesting about this is I was just reading about this today. Elon Musk now only holds 12.9% shares in Tesla. That's it, 12.9. Well, if you just pull up you Yahoo Finance, you'll find that Vanguard has now acquired 7.9% of these shares in Tesla. BlackRock is now at almost 6% shares in Tesla, and State Street's just over 3%, with a combined share total with the top three big hitters of almost 16.5% total shareholdings with just these three top institutional holders. This is something that I think is going to be interesting to watch, is I personally think, this is again my opinion, you're going to watch a massive takeover of Tesla over the next couple of years so they can control it and turn it even to a further control panel of how people can drive and essentially where and where you're not allowed to go. Because essentially where the EV vehicles are going to go, what they're going to do is they're just going to simply put restrictions on where you can't drive. They're just not going to let you drive there. They're going to say you're outside of your district. You have not paid your carbon taxes. You're basically the vehicle is going to stop or it's going to turn around. You're not going to be able to go outside of this county or of this state or off this interstate. This is the only allotted route you're allowed to take now due to X reason. And so, again, this is another reason why I've been so adamant about being able to maintain the ability to travel freely, unmolested, on your way as much as possible, because these things are definitely going to be changing. At the same time, you see these factors where these groups now are continually – trying to incite all of this violence and all this destabilization, while at the same time, the banks are buying up essentially everything. And now I saw earlier today, they're now talking about the U.S.'s fully approved strikes to Iranian targets in Syria and Iraq. So now they're talking about F-35 and drone strikes in Syria and in Iraq again, golly, back in Iraq, to essentially punish Iran for the alleged militias that allegedly used drone strikes on our U.S. base in Jordan. And my buddy made a comment to me yesterday, and I don't know if I, you know, I fully, I fully agree with everything he said, but he brought up a concept that was quite interesting. I've kind of brought it up before too. And they were talking about how these Islamic regimes and these militias in Iran and Syria and all these other countries over there are constantly attacking the U.S. and these air bases and back and forth. And, you know, you know, the narrative that we keep hearing. And he said, Austin, take a concept for a second. He said, imagine you were in the state of Florida, which you are. Great state of Florida. Beautiful weather right now. Way too many people. A lot of people need to go back to their state. Sorry, I'm just saying that. And uh, he said, imagine the Islamic state of Iran decides that they're going to put a giant military base up in Orlando. They're going to go take over a thousand acres and put up a military base because they deemed it so because they said they're Islamic and they're going to take it over, kind of like they've been doing in some places in Michigan. And he goes, and then they start telling you what you can and can't do and where you can't, can't go in Orlando. And they start telling you the things you have to follow. He said, do you think that the U.S. military and the Florida militia would start having strikes on the militants and the Muslim military base that's now stationed its way in Orlando against your will? And I said, well, yeah. 
we'd be in a full blown war. So I know Floridians would go to war with that. And he goes, you know, you kind of got to ask yourself the same question. When we keep parking military bases in every single country that doesn't want us there, and we keep bombing everyone incessantly in countries that don't want us there, and then they retaliate, and somehow we've got to start going in and continually starting more wars. And I said, interesting concept. So I don't know if I agree with all of it. I said, but it's definitely a thought to ponder when you start seeing these concepts with everybody wanting to go to war, war, war all the time and constantly saying, this is what we have to do. We've got to station another base here. We've got to do more strikes here and more strikes here. I, again, am reiterate, I am not a Muslim supporter. I do not care for the religion, nor do I care for a lot of the tactics and behaviors of Sharia law and everything in between. You guys know my stance on that. But I do find it interesting how there's so many individuals who simply follow what they're told on mainstream media and the narrative to follow as if we have to do what they tell us to do or else we're not patriotic and we don't support America because we don't want to go get in another fight in another country that we don't belong in and spend more tax dollars that we essentially are afoot the bill for while this country as it right now is having a massive invasion of the southern border and everybody in the u.s military as far as the higher ranks and everybody in the u.s government's going hi ho hi ho we got to go start another war we've got to go support israel we've got to go attack iran we've got to go do this this and this don't worry about the three to five million people that we know are coming across the border every single year right now including military age men from the Middle East that hate us. We're not going to worry about any of that right now. We need to go get in another engagement in the sandbox. Just my opinion on it. Take it for what it's worth. I don't need emails on it. Everybody's got their own opinion. But I thought I would just share that with you today because I thought it was an interesting concept about Orlando and the Islamic State putting in a giant military base in Orlando against Floridian will. Just my stance on it. What do you think, Dad? And how are you doing this morning? Oh, Austin, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. And so it's just been one of those... uh, you know, weeks when you look at the news, you kind of shake your head and go, what the heck's going on here? What's going on here? And it's, it's mind boggling as to, as to watch all of this crazy stuff. I mean, there was an interesting article that came out and talked about eight sides that demonstrate the world that we live in. And it's no longer the right world that we were born in. And it says eight signs that demonstrate how truly bizarre our society is becoming. Now, the first paragraph of this is amazing. It says in the Wizard of Oz, at one point, Dorothy tells her dog that she has a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. She'd been dropped in a strange new world that was crazier than anything she'd ever imagined. Needless to say, many of us feel the exact same way. We're not in the America that we grew up in anymore. Instead, we now live in a country that appears to be a cross, this is good, between a really bad science fiction movie and a freak show. Sadly, the pace changes now reached an exponential rate, and things will even get more insane during the years that are ahead of us. And he gives there's four, eight signs that are demonstrating how truly bizarre society is becoming. Number one is the facial recognition that we discussed in detail already this week. Number two, the elite want to make national borders meaningless. And I'm not going to call them elite. I call them scum. That's all they are. Number three, do you remember Michael Cassidy? He was the guy that beheaded the statue of Satan in an Iowa capital. Now, he's being charged with a hate crime for basically beheading a statue i mean this is this is ridiculous maybe he could be set aside for you know for destruction of property but a hate crime in montana one family just had their 14 year old daughter permanently taken away from that because they wouldn't allow her to transition to a male and then uh, sticking with montana it's being reported that a bio agent super lab in the state is now doing experiments with ebola and lassa fever and the plague, you know, can't see anything going wrong with that after what happened with COVID. And number six, during a Senate hearing on Wednesday, Ted Cruz asked Mark Zuckerberg why Instagram users are given the option to see results anyway when attempting to pull up images of child sexual 
abuse. I mean, this is some crazy stuff, guys. Number seven, we've been warned for a long time that a cashless society is coming, but now we've reached a point where thousands of businesses all over the United States have already gone cashless and will not accept, you know, cash. I tried to get a cup of coffee the other day. Well, for a friend, I wasn't drinking it over there in Ybor City. And I remember it was nuts. I tried to give them $5, which is ludicrous for a cup of coffee, but that's what they were charging. And they said, they, we don't take cash at all, ever. You have to do credit cards or you have to you know, wire transfer you know, or whatever. I'm mean, just stupid for $5. And number eight, would you allow somebody to put a computer chip in your head? Well, it's already starting to happen. And this week we learned that the brain chip has been implanted now in a human subject. And, and you sit back, Austin, you watch this stuff and you go, this can't really be happening in this world today. And then we start to find out that the vast majority of these things are being done by the same group of people that we talk about all the time and how crazy that the world has become. A Generation Z employee now has ignited a furious debate after telling their new boss they just started a job that they couldn't attend an 8 a.m. meeting because they had a workout class prompting outrage from older workers. So who do you think is right? That's a question on this you know, Daily Mail article. This Generation Z employee decided that she didn't want to get up at 5 and work out at 6 or whatever. Her class, who's supposed to be at a meeting at 8 o'clock, said, I can't be there because I've got to basically do a you know, you know, workout. And you know, I've seen this already with employees that I've had with Health Masters. Uh, years ago, I had a Generation Z employee that I had hired, and uh, they were doing various things for the company. And I remember after about six or eight weeks, they came into me and they said, I'm calling a meeting. With me, I'm, I'm the CEO, and I, they said, "I said you're calling a meeting." I said, "So you're asking me for a meeting?" No, I'm calling a meeting. I said, "Okay." I said, "Who gave you the authority to call a meeting with me?" Well, I need to talk to you. I said, "All right, let's talk." And then she she proceeded to completely change her job job description, and then she goes, "I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore." It was all part of the job description. She had basically got been hired, and I, I and she looked at me. She goes, "Well, what do you think? What what are you going to do now?" And I looked at her. I said, two words. I said, "You're fired." And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I've got 12 weeks to fire you in the state of Florida. I have to pay you unemployment. I said, you're in here about 11, 10, 11 weeks now, and you're done. I go ahead and pack your stuff up, and you're out. And she looked at me kind of funny. She was like, will you fire me? Fire me? Said, yeah. Then I had another employee one time. I was talking to them about their job description. They went into a hysterical meltdown. I started crying. I mean, I mean, and I'm, I'm being nice, you know. I was being gentle. I was trying to be real nice to everybody. But the reality is, is that a lot of times people – when you try to talk to them about things that need to be changed or things they need to do in their own lives or things they need to do for the company, they get angry. They're constantly missing work. They're constantly not doing what they're supposed to do. They're constantly having to be corrected. They're constantly on their iPhones. I'm going to say that again. They're constantly on their iPhones talking to their friends while they're supposed to be on your clock. Now, for those of you who disagree with me on that one, let me stop for one second. Let's say you, know, you get a break for 15 minutes a day, then you get your lunch. Get on the iPhone then. Get on your 15-minute break. Get on the iPhone. Do all you want to do. And just turn off the iPhone. I have a, I, there's a dentist that I know in Auburndale, and his employees are now required to put their iPhones in a basket in his office every day when they come to work because he said, I'm not putting up with this. So he stopped all of this stuff as far as these people doing this stuff. So where is the work ethic? When you're on a telephone, let's say, let's say you're saying, well, I, I don't do the phone more than an hour a day when I'm at work, you know, off and on, you know, no more than an hour a day. My response is, are you docking yourself for that hour's worth of pay that you're supposed to be getting? I'm asking you the question because I don't believe that my listeners would do stuff like this. But for those of you who are listening to the show, have not heard it before. Are you docking yourself an hour a day? Are you docking yourself five hours a week? Are you docking yourself 20 hours a month because you basically been on your iPhone for 20 hours that month and somebody's paid you to be on your iPhone? 
See, these are the problems that you start running into when you stop raising little Americans in the United States. When you start raising, you basically start raising a bunch of slaves, and and they, they and the slaves do what they want to do whenever they want to do it, and you know they're told to do things, told not to do things, and then they're not told what's right and what's wrong. You know, and when you stop back and you look at it, uh, there's another really good article that came out. It says this is from the Burning Platform. It says they don't want a nation of critical thinkers. And it says. When you read quotes from H.L. Mencken and Johnny Rockefeller from over a century ago describing how government schools and conspiracy with big business had the sole purpose of matriculating, non-thinking, non-questioning, standardized robotic workers into the workforce, you understand why the country is in such a state of degeneracy, degradation, debt, and dumbed-down state of infantilism. This is, didn't happen overnight. Here's what Hesham mentioned said. The aim of public education is not to spread enlightenment at all. It is simply to reduce as many individuals as possible to the same level to breed and train a standardized citizenry to put down dissent in originality. Henry or John Rockefeller, he's, he's just – Rockefeller and Rothschild's interests were so tied together you couldn't separate them two. He said, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. John D. Rockefeller created the General Education Board in 1903. He also brought a standardized medicine and basically ruled by basically needle and hypodermic needle and drugs. It was the plan implemented methodically over the last century by those controlling the level of society. They were described succinctly by Edward Bernays in his 1928 book, Propaganda, as those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes are formed, our ideas are suggested, largely by men that we have never heard of. They operate in the shadows. They have enormous wealth. with which They, use, they buy politicians and academics and government bureaucracies and the media, international organizations, the technological platforms. They have a primary objective of increasing their wealth, power, and control while enslaving the working class in debt and keeping them distracted with, high, with, with, tech, with tech, bread, and circuses. Let me repeat that. They basically slave the working class in debt and keep them distracted with high-tech bread and circuses. Even though a few slip through their net, educate themselves, think critically, question everything, and distrust their government, they probably comprise less than 5% of the population. He's exactly right. This is one of the reasons that at the age of 65, 95% of the population is financially dependent on an outside income source, 5% or not. Those 5% are the ones in most cases that the, they're the critical thinkers. After decades of information indoctrination, propaganda, disinformation, the big corporation, poisoning of mind and body, the ignorant masses have become so mentally and physically debilitated they are incapable of comprehending how they have been manipulated and misled and equipped, unequipped to revolt against their captors. The COVID vaccine scandemic was the ultimate test, and the ignorant masses failed miserably. The noose is tightening. They are still focused on Taylor Swift, the stock market, climate change, border invasion, and the ongoing presidential political clown show, which we've talked about many times on the show. Plus, they also like to talk about Kim Kardashian's buttocks and all the weird stuff that they want to see and all the perversion they're involved in because of the pornography that they're watching on an ongoing basis, which is degrading them in their minds. They have a number of irons in the fire to utilize in taking away more of your liberties, freedoms, rights, and wealth. These irons include a possible civil war with Iran. This is, all, this is all just theater, a possible war with Russia, possible war with China, possible civil war initiated with Texas over the border invasion, complete nonsense. The fake climate emergency, disease X, which is probably going to be real. They're going to release something else or some other health crisis. 
denying Trump the presidency in 2024, though Donald Trump basically is a high-level Mason. He's part of the clown show through illegal means and whatever financial crisis they create as a cover for more pillaging of the national treasury. The great taking reset is real. They want it all, and they will have take, they will take it if we left them. You will own nothing, as Klaus Schwab has said, if they have their way. You will have the power, and they will have the power and will not relinquish it willingly. The power will need to be reclaimed through the use of force, cunning, and surprise. We can't let them set the rules of conflict. The 5% constituting the critical thinkers will need to convince a portion of the ignorant masses to start thinking. It takes a little over 10% to really implement change in a country. So we've got to wake up 5% of people. That's you and me, guys. We have to do that. We will need to throw sand into the gears of their machinery. The middle-level bureaucrats doing the bidding of the elite ruling class will need to worry about whether they will make it home or not to their families. Removing ourselves from their system will further degrade the system. Now, what's interesting about this is they quote George Carlin on here, too. It says, governments just – and I love George Carlin. His, he had a foul mouth. Man, he said a lot of truth. Governments don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. That's against their interests. They want obedient workers, people who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept it. And see, this is what they've done to the United States through fluoride, through tricyclic antidepressants, through all of these different drugs that they push on all of us all the time. There's a really interesting article here. It says Christian leaders push mental health and trusting medical doctors rather than trusting in the Jesus of the Bible to deal with life's problems. And this author is absolutely right with what he says. This is Bob. He says, he says, as we've reported for years, the field of psychiatry and modern medicine is the most corrupt profession within medicine. We're one out of five. Every one out of every five psychiatrists is arrested on a criminal charge. We're four out of every 10 women being are being raped in psychiatric wards and where children are routinely abused sexually by their doctors. Let me repeat part of that. We're four, 40 percent of women get raped in psychiatric wards and where children are routinely abused sexually by their doctors. The entire field of psychology is based on fraud as psych drugs have been shown to be no more effective in curing mental disease than placebos, proving that it's one's faith in a drug that makes them feel better. In 2012, Dr. Irving Kish, Associate Director of Placebo Studies Program at Harvard Medical School, was interviewed on 60 Minutes, where he explained that his research showed that antidepressant drugs were no better than placebos. He showed how it was one's faith in the drugs that made them feel better, not the drugs themselves. This is very important. I'm posting this on the website. You guys can see it. Last year in 2023, we published a study that concluded that the brain imbalance theory used to prescribe psych drugs was totally false. Now, I'm going to say something, and Austin and I have talked about this, and I'm going to, I'm going to address what they're talking about right now. In the event that a person is having severe psychiatric problems and they're given psychiatric drugs for a very, very short period of time, and this placebo effect helps them to recover from the psychiatric problems that they're having, Maybe perhaps that's okay usage of these drugs, but these folks that have been put on these long-term drugs these, and, the, and these benzodiazepines and these Prozac and, these, and these, all these horrible drugs like sustained release, the SSRIs, all these different things cause all types of weird behavioral patterns in these people, which can also lead to suicide. That's why they almost all contain a black box warning. So again, if you needed something like that for a short period of time, whatever. But I also suggest that you take B-complex, methylated B-complex, on a daily basis. I suggest you take 5-HTP on a daily basis. If you're not taking a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, if you're doing that, you got to be real careful with that. I also suggest you take cod liver oil or some type of fish oil with omega-3 every single day. 
if you take the nutrients that your body needs and the nutrients that your brain needs, in most cases, you can avoid being on any of these psychiatric drugs. Now, I say that with a caveat here. If you've had a traumatic brain injury, if you've fallen, and if you've had all kinds of health problems from the fall and you've injured your brain, there's a high probability that you're going to come out down with some type of psychiatric problem. This happens with people who play football. That's why if I was going to be a parent all over again and have more children, I would not put a child in a football program. I would put them probably in baseball because you have a much likely much less likely likelihood of having a child getting a traumatic brain injury in baseball because now they wear the hard helmets when they're a bat and all the rest of the stuff they do so they don't get hit in the head with a ball. But when you're tackling and tackling and beating people up on a football field, it really causes a massive problem with, 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 with these people who have these brain injuries. You see it in professional football where approximately the, the guys who have the traumatic brain injuries and multiple concussions, they, a lot of them end up years later developing bipolar disorder. And approximately 40% of the people who basically become bipolar end up attempting or completing suicide. All of this stuff is things that are things that you need to be aware of, especially as a child or as a parent, to try to help the kids try to avoid some of this stuff. Whether you say, well, the kid wants to play football. I got it. Yeah, I, yeah. I want, a, I want a thousand foot yacht too. What do you mean you want a thousand foot yacht? Well, yeah, that'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to have a thousand foot yacht. I wouldn't want to deal with the maintenance on it, but it'd be kind of fun to own one, I guess. Take your friends out for a cruise. Yeah, but am I ever going to get a thousand foot yacht? Absolutely not. I don't want a thousand foot yacht that bad. When children are in school, and I'm going to say something here, I'm going to meddle for a second. This is very, very important. A lot of parents will put these children in three, four, five, six different sports. And the parents, basically the mother most of the time, or the nanny or the dad or whoever's doing it, is running around like a taxi cab service. And these kids stay exhausted all the time because they're in all these different sports they said they may have expressed interest in. And the parent wants them to have a full childhood. In my opinion, that's total nonsense. And I never did that with any of the kids. I'd have them pick something. I had them pick T-ball. If they wanted to play T-ball, that was fine. If they wanted to do, be in karate or in taekwondo, that was fine. And I like, the, I like the, the karate dos and the taekwondo dos that don't allow hits to the head. That's good, too, unless you're in a heavy sparring match and you're wearing protective gear and it's occasion you don't have full contact. All of these things are okay, you know, in addition to tennis or, you know, or soccer or, or, or whatever. Let them, let them find something that's going to be safe for them long-term-wise, even golf, for heaven's sakes. But do something with these children and give them one sport to pick. Now, my, this is my opinion. You can do what you want to do. If you want to be a taxi cab service for 10 years and basically run, 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 run and be exhausted all the time and not be able to give your spouse the time your spouse needs because all you're doing is playing with your kids and having them back and forth to sports and being a taxi cab, I know that's meddling a little bit. But think about it. Which is more important to maintain the relationship with your spouse or to maintain this lifestyle for your children? And I, I'm asking you that question. Which is more important? I remember years ago, I mean, the kids were trying to play me and Sharon off against each other, and she got all mad at them. She started fussing at them, and she said, if you think you're going to come between me and your father, you're absolutely wrong. That'll never, ever happen. You guys are going to graduate from high school. You're going to be all gone off to college, and you're going to be gone with your own families. I'm going to still be here with your dad, and we're going to maintain our relationship all the days of our life. Now, that was her opinion on this, and we had Austin in karate. We had him in T-ball when he was younger. Then we had Harrison in karate, you know, we, and we had Savannah, Savannah in karate. And we tried and we tried to do everything we possibly could to supply them the necessary tools they needed to have a great life with, including teaching them about education, being in college, all the rest of it. That's all the goals you have, because once a child gets about the age of 11 or 12, at that point in time, they start making their own decisions. 
Now, they may not be making good decisions. You can try to direct them and guide them and try to keep them away from you know, open Internet access and all the other stuff. But their friends are going to have open Internet access on their phones anyhow. So they start making choices and start hanging out with the wrong people. You can do everything you can to intervene. You, heck, you can even move and go to another city or another state if you wanted to do that, if it was that bad. I knew a guy who was a family that was in Detroit. And the one kid got involved with all these drugs and started running with all the gangs up in Detroit. And they moved the entire family to Tallahassee just to get him away from the drugs. But what did the kid do when he got to Tallahassee? He found the same group of kids that he had been hanging out with you know, in Detroit, same type of behavioral patterns, and got back on the drugs anyhow. When kids start making choices that affect them for the rest of their lives, all you can do is try to give them guidance and try to help them. But you can't really change them. You can do everything you possibly can to avoid it and put them in a different environment, but it's the choices. That's why God gave us freedom of will. He doesn't want to have a whole country, a whole planet full of robots. He didn't want to. He could have done that. He could have easily done that. In my opinion, these angels that we have now, they've lost their ability as far as freedom of will after, the, after they had the great rebellion with Lucifer. A third of them went nuts on him and decided to do a coup d'etat or whatever these other entities were. But I believe that now these angels don't have that freedom of will anymore because they're not allowed to do that. So you see that all the time in the New Testament. They have very specific roles of what they do. I mean, they don't run out and try to proselytize. They don't really do all that stuff. So all these things are very important that we understand that there are rules of engagement that are here on this planet. And one of those things is that we have been given freedom of will. So we've got to make choices every single day of our lives on what we're going to do. Are we going to do drugs? Are we going to drink too much coffee? Are we going to drink alcohol? Are we going to become alcoholics? Are we going to do drugs? Are we going to do illegal activities? Are we going to drive like maniacs and cause accidents? Are we going to do all these different things? We have to choose what we want to do on an ongoing basis. And if we don't choose the right way as an adult, we have consequences, which are adult consequences. We get arrested. We go to jail. We end up in rehab, all the rest of the stuff. So think through the actions that you're doing and do the best you can to train up your children in the way they should go. And when they are old, they'll not depart from it. And it's the most effective place to do that is when they're in a theta brainwave state from about the ages of four to ten. That's the best place at that point to really teach the children the right, right way to think and the right way to go. And the other thing, too, is when they're that age, keep them away from older children that could be a bad influence on them. That's really, really important. And make sure that you keep your kids in a healthy, safe environment as much as you possibly can all of the time. So critical. But I don't know how I got off on all this stuff today, but I guess I'm looking at what's happening with these psychiatric drugs, and I'm getting frustrated with some classrooms where more kids now taking psychiatric drugs than there are kids who are not taking psychiatric drugs because the diets are so bad. But remember, it's through pharmakia. It's one of the things that they talk about in the book of Revelation that these globalists and these sorcerers and these weirdos that run the planet, the real men behind the curtain, are controlling the masses, and now they want to do it with brain chips. This is a crazy world we find ourselves in now. That's why we've got to keep our hearts and minds in Christ all the days of our life. Also, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? That's great info. And that's exactly, you know, I, I briefly touched on that yesterday when we're talking about how these SSRIs and a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs yep, are being you did. used so loosely now. It's insane. I and mean, you really elaborated on that well. And it's something you brought up too, as far as the issues with, you know, uh, traumatic brain injuries. Because, you know, like as far as Hunter and Kendall, they're in jujitsu and they do some Muay Thai, but they always make sure as far as with sparring, they always got big, you know, big full head units on that cover everything up because it is important. You know, and in this age right now, you know, six, seven years old, the striking really isn't that aggressive or effective. But again, it's getting in the motions, it's getting in the reflexes, it's getting in that repeated usage of training and learning how to respond basically on a moment's notice and not even have to think about it. It's just reflective. And so, yes, it's very important to maintain the overall health 
of the young kids. And, you know, again, I'm not telling you what to do with sports. Football can be a great sport as far as going into college and getting scholarships and all that. But again, it's always one of those things where it's got to have an end goal or a specific outcome with the sport. And I, I think that nailed on the head. Sometimes I feel like a lot of times these sports that these kids get involved in, they just become almost needlessly busy placeholders. You know, what is the overall purpose of that sport? Are they trying to become better every year? Are they trying to reach a certain point where they're getting scholarships? They're going to college. They're going to start making money. It's an overall goal because it reaches a point where, you know, if you get these kids in high school and they're just basically tackle dummies on a football team. And I'm not being picking on anybody, but they're just literally getting beat to pieces every single game, every single, you know, practice. And they're not going anywhere in football. They're basically just being tackle dummies. You got to really decide if you really want to keep going along with that and just getting the beat to pieces when there's real, no positive outcome. Again, I'm not stepping anybody's toes. I know everybody's got their own opinion with sports, but it's something as a parent, I really always encourage people to look at and, you know, understand. And that's one of the reasons too why keeping the right supplementation for children's mental health and adults alike is really important you know that's exactly right told yeah it's like i told you guys earlier this week you know lana and i had our third kid and uh, our son he's doing fantastic he's eating like a monster he's eating more than i've ever had any of the other kids and you know lana's breastfeeding and you know she's trying to maintain her overall mental health as well right now you know because a lot of times you know postpartum depression is a very real thing now granted she's doing really good so far but we've also put her on a you know basically the mood support stack not only is she taking the prenatals but she's also taking the ultra omega-3 she's taking the b-complex she's taking the d3 she's taking the magnesium brain food she's taking the 5-htp those are all crucial post-pregnancy i cannot reiterate that anymore postpartum depression is not a joke i've talked to some females that have had it as far as individuals wives and friends and family that have had and gone through issues certain things in the future in the past and it's definitely not a joke at all and they've got to have proper nutrients because what's happened is the woman especially after that baby's out and the placenta's out it's a massive change in hormones in the brain and it could cause to a significant chemical imbalance if proper nutrients aren't continually given to that woman while she's breastfeeding as well. Because remember, she's a food manufacturer at that point. I'm just being blunt. I mean, she's producing milk for a child, keeping him alive. And so all of her body is designed to regulate like this, but you've got to give the raw nutrients. And the problem with it is nowadays is that nobody really understands the fact that the food supply is so diminished. I mean, really is. The nutrient density, if even organic food, is really a joke. It's just not there anymore. And so you've got to understand the supplementation with nutrients is crucial. You hear people talk about stuff. I go, I know my grandpa or my great-grandma, you know, they didn't take vitamins. And they were born in 1880, and they lived to be 100 years old, and they drank and they smoked. Okay, that's cool idea as far as what you're talking about and their body's resilience and the strength. However, you just nailed it on the head. They were born in 1880, 1900, 1920. Crop rotation was actually a thing. Nutrient density was a very real thing. Organic food didn't even exist because everything was organic. The nutrient density and the resiliency of the human body has massively degraded over the last 100 years. And one of the primary factors of that is the food supply. And people fail to understand that. That's why I bring these articles up all the time on here now with the pesticides, with the herbicides, with the insecticides that are being used in such heavy amounts on the food density now and these toxins are building up in the body that's why there's an article the other day i saw 
Washington Post. I don't have it in front of me. I, I meant to have it yesterday. With me. I saw it yesterday, though. And it was talking about how we need to normalize cancer, that cancer has nothing to do with people's diets. and has everything to do with just it's a normal fact of life and aging now. It was an insane article. And literally all it tried to do is justify how essentially everybody needs to get mentally prepared to start getting cancer in their 60s and 70s. And it's just something we're going to have to treat and live with because it's a normal way of life. My friends, I can tell you right now, that is a lie from the pit of hell. That is a propaganda piece specifically designed to normalize cancer and try to make it part of the, the pharmaceutical and hospital industrial complex to make you think it's normal to be on chemotherapy by the time you're 60 years old. That is not normal. Does it happen? Yes. Is it preventable in some cases? Yes. Is it important to maintain your overall health and nutrients in order to prevent that? Yes. These things are all here as supplements, nutrients, and things we've been given on this earth to use as tools in order to maintain strength and resiliency. And the problem is when you see propaganda pieces like that, you know exactly what they're saying and what they're trying to promote. And on top of that as well, it goes right back to what I've talked about for the last three, four years now. The mainstream media, which is funded around 70% of their ads are by pharmaceutical companies, the mainstream media is doing everything they can in damage control right now to try to justify why people are getting cancer in their 30s, why people are having myocarditis heart attacks in their teens, why people and young adults that are already healthy are having blood clots and in some cases are killing them, why these young adults are having all these autoimmune disorders and all these problems and turbo cancers that they're now referring it to, and they're trying to normalize it. We know there's been an increase of cancer and all types of other health problems in young adults now, and it's grown exponentially. They're saying it's up, cancer's up four, five hundred percent in some cases with certain cancer among young adults that never had issues with cancer before. And if you look at the research, in most cases, you'll find the vast majority of these individuals that are having these problems, if you talk to them, got these Pfizer shots and got these Moderna shots, and they're, everybody's wondering why in the world is this happening? Well, it doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. You've got to simply do a little bit of math and realize there's a real reason why this is going on every single day, every single year and escalating. And there's one contributing factor that changed. And it is the shots. And in my opinion, these shots combined with the food supply have essentially a dramatic increase in a lot of these health problems. So again, that's why I continue to encourage people to do your own research and continue to really step up to the plate when it comes to your diet and health and Look at what you're eating as far as in the ingredients. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the store and I'll look at something and I'll first thing I do, the first thing I do, I don't even think about it. It's such a reflex now. I'll look at it. Oh, that looks interesting. And I'll look at the ingredient list. Then as soon as I see anything in it, such as high fructose corn syrup, such as hydrogenated oil, such as soybean oil, such as MSG or monosodium glutamine. That's how I like to do that now. They don't say MSG anymore because people know what that means. They say monosodium glutamate because they know the majority of the dumbed-down population can't even read that word, much less pronounce it. So they just simply put it on the list now, and people don't even notice it. It's in almost every single Lay's chips. It's in every single Pringles can. It's in every single aspect of our diets that's heavily processed. They put MSG in it. MSG is an excitotoxin. It is addictive. It makes you want to eat it. That's what you've ever noticed if you've been eating a snack like that before. You're at, like, say, a birthday party or something. You start eating random snacks, and you'll notice you start craving it, and you keep eating more. And you're like, I don't even know. I'm not even hungry right now. Why am I craving more chips and dip? It's because the ranch and almost all the dips they put on the market have MSG, and almost all the chips on the market have MSG, and they're loaded with canola oil, soybean oil, and hydrogenated oil. They know 
MSG is addictive. That's why they put it in there. They say it's oh to enhance flavor, increase saltiness. Really? You know one thing that I found a long time ago that makes things more salty? I don't know. Salt. It's not that hard to put on food. It's right there. That's why we have the Redmond salt that's out of the ground, five thousand feet out of Utah. They mine it. Tastes incredibly well. You have some. I mean, one of the. I tell you right now, if you ever, if you ever like eggs like I do, do one of the best tasting snacks and as clean as it can possibly get is some organic, free range, hard boiled eggs. Cook them perfect, about nine to ten minutes, depending on the temperature of the egg when you put it in the water, whether it's been in the fridge or whether it's been sitting out. Nine to ten minutes. Check it. Make sure you get the yolk just about perfect on it. You crack them. Have some hard-boiled eggs together. You can mix it up with some organic avocado mayonnaise with some Redmond salt on it. It literally is one of the best-tasting snacks, and it doesn't get much cleaner. Throw about a teaspoon of the organic avocado mayonnaise in there, which is straight avocado oil and egg yolks, by the way. It's really, really clean if you've ever had it. With, with the Redmond salt, a little bit of mustard, mix it up. Dude, it's, it's the best. I'll just tell you right now. And it's such a clean meal. It keeps you held over. It's loaded with protein. It's got healthy fats. There's zero carbohydrates in it. And eating clean doesn't have to be obnoxious. It doesn't have to be a burden. Granted, cooking on a regular basis can take a little bit more time, but at the end of the day, it's really, really important. You get involved in that. I, I got off this topic too. Now that we're talking about SSRIs and everything, but again, that's why I told you guys earlier, it's so important. And the mood support kit, that's why I have, I put it together on the, the website years ago for individuals that were really trying to enhance their mood and promote a calm, relaxed state of mind and maybe work through something, get through something. It's right there on the website, on sale for 10% off right now if you want to take advantage of it. Also, to another news, this is interesting as well. You know, I saw earlier, you know, Dad was talking about it. It's kind of switched gears with what we're starting to see with all these different things in the market and a lot of this chaos that's ensuing. And that video now has come up. Dad mentioned earlier where these migrants literally beat two NYPD cops. I mean, beat them. Like, they're curb stomping them by the subway. And now we find out that all five of the illegal migrants that were caught on camera attacking the NYPD cops in Times Square who were arrested, they were set free on no bail, and now apparently they have all gotten tickets to California, meaning they're jumping the state, and they're going to California now, and they released them with no bail. We had individuals, and I'm going to remind you this again, that went to D.C. to protest a stolen election that was blatantly fraudulent in front of us, and they literally were standing in line yelling at cops, getting mad and getting frustrated, and have been charged now with federal crimes, in many cases felonies, and have been held without even pretrial release and no bond for the last two and three years in federal incarceration centers in D.C. and still have not got the day of light and even been to court yet you got five migrants that aren't even supposed to be here these guys are straight pieces of garbage you look at back at their history now they're finding out all these guys 19 years old 20 years old 22 years old 23 years old complete and total illegal scum literally curb stomping law enforcement curb stomping them on the sidewalk and they get released with no bail and now have jumped in their head to california and the government in new york and all these other states go well they're just peaceful asylum seekers, guys. You got to cut them some slack. They just—they're—they're they're just trying to do the best they can right now. They can't help it. They curb stomped the NYPD officer on the ground. They can't help it that they bruised his ribs and continually kicked him. It's not their fault. They're just having a hard time in their life right now. You've got to cut them some slack. American citizens, patriots, protest a stolen election. Oh, they're guilty of felonious charges. Throw them in jail. 22 years for seditious conspiracy to the guy that basically 
was head of the Proud Boys that never even stepped foot on the Capitol that day. 22 years in a federal penitentiary. You guys want to see two different laws for two different people? You can watch it right now in a republic that is currently failing. And this is why I've told everybody right now, it is crucial that you maintain resiliency and body composition and maintain your ability to defend your friends and family. Because I'm telling you right now, nobody's coming to shame us whatsoever. The American population, as we now know it, is on their own as a, as a patriot community. When you start having five illegal migrants curb stomping NYPD on camera and they're released without bail, literally released within four hours, it said, after being arrested, and now they've jumped to California and nothing's being even done about it. With literally, this is assault and bodily injury to law enforcement. There's multiple felonies here. Don't worry. No bail. Release them. This shows you what they're attempting to do in the United States right now, and they're attempting to overthrow it within a migrant internal invasion right now. And you best believe, my friends, and I'm going to say this really clearly. I'm going to let dad take this over. If this escalates into direct confrontations with groups that are being brought here like MS-13 gangs, best believe. The law is not going to be on the Patriots' side. They are going to blame the Patriots as right-wing, neo-Nazi, racist skinheads that are fighting the poor little asylum seekers that are just trying to defend themselves with AK-47 machine guns that they got from the ATF. And they're trying to do the best they can to fit into this big world, and the militias and the Patriots and the community, the American population, is going to be domestic terrorists. We will be labeled as that. I'm stating that as a documented fact that I already know is going to happen if you look at the writing on the wall based on the current situations that we are now watching. So be prepared for that and understand. Use discernment and use wisdom in situations. I am not advocating violence. I am not telling you to engage anyone. What I am saying is sometimes it makes it easier to walk away and fight another day. Sometimes you got to stand your ground. But there is a point in time where you have to make that decision, and it usually is going to be a split decision. So continue to encourage your family your wives, your friends, your loved ones to be prepared, understand how to defend themselves, understand the laws and be aware with situational awareness. I talked to you guys about it a couple weeks ago. You don't have to walk around being all paranoid and weird at all. That's not healthy at all. But you also need to be aware of situations and continue to keep an eye on things. Because the more these individuals that come into this country, stuff like this is going to start escalating. And when you don't even have the law on law enforcement side anymore in, in the New York, in the state of New York, you got to really ask yourself a question on the current state of affairs that are happening in the United States and what's really happening that nobody wants to address right now, Dad. What do you think? I think about that movie Red Dawn with Patrick Swayze. The second yeah. one they did, that remake was terrible, but the first one was really, it was kind of a C-rated movie, but it was really, really, really well done as far as the plot. And I remember they had taken the Patriots, the guys who had stood against, you know, the you know the takeover of the, the I think it was the Cubans and the Russians had come in and the Chinese had come into the United States and invaded it and all kind of crazy stuff. It was pretty much fantasy; could really couldn't happen the way they did it. But it, they did was it was an interesting plot, and they had all the Patriots locked up behind barbed wire, and they were actually taking them out and executing them. And the crazy part about it was is that you watch this guy talk in the movie, and he goes, "Well, you know." These people that we are calling basically the insurgents or these people that we are calling the terrorists or the criminals, they're really – if we were them, we would consider them to be the patriots. And he said when we, when we had our country taken over, we fought against this. We were the patriots, and we were called the insurgents, and we were called the terrorists. And so it's interesting you would say it that way, Austin, that you know the patriot community would be the one that would be basically castigated and thrown under the bus. But isn't that what we just saw happen, Austin, on January the 6th? Isn't that what just happened? 
the people that actually willfully and rightfully went up to protest an election that we thought was fraudulent, that we know was fraudulent, they were arrested. And some of them who weren't even on the grounds, like Stuart Rhodes, 22 years in a federal prison now have been charged. And I hope if Trump does get back in, he said he will do it. Now, whether he does or not, I don't know, that he will pardon every single person that's been locked up now for years of them and basically release every one of them and release, you know, basically give them a blanket pardon. I hope he does that. And, you know, and, then, and I think he needs to put a full investigation in into the FBI and the people that were the provocateurs with the media at, at that particular event. Oh, yeah, over, over 50 plus of them. <laughs> yeah, but, but, the, but the reality is that won't happen. Now, he may pardon a few if he gets back in, if they allow him to get back in, because he is the chaos agent, and they're using him basically to do what he needs to do in order to incite more and more and more and more chaos. So when you stop and you watch it all, and you hear his rhetoric now at his, at his conventions that he's doing, it's the same rhetoric that he was doing in 2015 and 2016. I mean, exact same rhetoric. And yet, how many people did he stop from coming across the border? We said massive insurgents coming across the border because the federal government would not basically, you know, enforce the laws they had on the books already. And it's just it's it's insanity because until they put a person in who's willing to do what they need to do as far as getting people to stop this, you know, it's not going to change. And it's like I said in the first segment that I did, this coming across the border is to get rid of all national identity. That's what this is about. It's to make it easier to accept the new world order when 80 percent of the population of the United States are immigrants that are coming from South America or Central America or, or China or wherever they're coming from, Africa. You know, there's no national identity left. We become the Tower of Babel. So it's very easy at that point if these people are given voting rights to change the laws and change our constitution and change everything to accept a new world, one world order. And, and it's, it's what they're going for. There's another really interesting article here by, by Peter Kernick, and it said, the brain is the battlefield of the future. The World Economic Forum stated objective is altering the human being. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, DARPA, neurologist and chief of the neuroethic, neuroethics studies program at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., Dr. James Goyando is also a weapons expert started the presentation at North West Point New York Military Academy by saying the brain is and will be the 21st century battlefield and the story. DARPA stands for the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency of Pentagon Think Tank. Dr. Giorgio talks about how directed energy can be and is being weaponized and individuals and brains can be targeted by microwaves. The type of 5G and soon to come 6G, which we've talked about many times on this show, of which you'll see the antennas growing like mushrooms all over the world, which we have already seen that. They tell you it is to make your Internet and even more, ever more sophisticated computers and smartphones faster with more outreach capacity and to help advance digitization. This may all become true to some extent, but the real reason behind these microwave towers is to target you, the individual. These are weapon systems, guys. From other sources, we know the fourth industrial revolution is at full implementation. Klaus Schwab, eternal CEO of the World Economic Forum, published his book, Shaping the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You know, and he brought this out in 2018. In it, he writes about such significant topics as embedding values and technologies, the Internet of Things, <coughs> excuse me, data ethics, artificial intelligence and robotics, and a special chapter on altering the human being. In this chapter, Schwab addresses biotechnologies and neurotechnologies, transhumanism, precisely the science that Dr. Giorgio is talking about, the 2018 West Point Military Academy, in which this is full implementation. If we connect the dots, we realize that the brain and the battlefield of the future is now, and that we are warned way ahead, according to Dr. 
Giorgio, the science of neurotechnologies, has started some 40 years ago, and he, Giorgio, has been part of it for at least 35 years. Therefore, warnings have been all over the place, and the latest by Klaus Schwab, the fourth industrial revolution, which you can read from Amazon. This sex death cult has, again, given people warnings because they have to do that according to their own rules. And basically, way ahead of time, they have to tell you this, they may be, which may, they may be successful. And why is it we never take note of such warnings? Because we do not believe it. And so much is the evil of humanity. Or because we do not want to leave our comfort zone, our dystopian view of a safe world. They know it. And we must break the boundary between comfort and reality. If we are not, we are doomed. If you are a targeted individual, there's virtually nothing you could do, says William Benny, ex-NSA technical director and whistleblower. The NSA and the U.S. National Security Agency, one of 15 intelligence agencies. We, by now, know them as 5G. They can make you depressed so that you don't want to demonstrate anymore. They can make you suicidal, and the problem is resolved if you kill yourself. You do this as many times as you want and create imbalance of depression. These are paraphrased words of Barry Tower, an ex-MI6 microwave scientist and the whistleblower MI5. Dr. Tower adds, the low-level microwaves can cause all kinds of cancers and leukemias and further elaborate that for the past 40 years or so, the UK government, plus basically all of these other governments from the West, have been lying to their people to protect not only the high-flying profits of these industries of death, but perhaps more importantly, for not divulging the evil objective of total surveillance and enslavement that they have planned. Now, I talked about this, and they basically did this thing, you know, when they went into the Gulf War, and they wanted to, cl- to optimize cluster topology. They, they went in, and they used different frequencies, and they had Iraq soldiers basically wanting to commit suicide. They had Iraq soldiers surrendering to drones because they're putting them with certain frequencies, making them suicidally depressed, and they know exactly what frequencies cause depression. I talked about this earlier this week on a show that talked about how we are an energy field, and it's so important you listen to that show again. They can make you think and believe anything by targeting your brain with a certain energy field because it allows the brain, the holographic energy field, the 13-dimensional brain that you have to basically adapt to that magnetic field of that microwave and start thinking the thoughts that they want you to think, including suicidal thoughts. All of this stuff is real. Now, we can pretend like it's not like they say here. We can pretend like none of it's real, but it's all very, very real. That's why it's so important that you are a Christian. I'm, I'm just being blunt here. The only defense we have against this is the fact that we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, that we basically have a covenant with the Most High God who created us and knows how to protect us because Satan runs about as a roaring lion, lion seeking those whom he may devour, and he may not devour us because we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, by the power of our testimony, by the written word of God Almighty that we need to be preaching and ta- teaching every single day. And that's why God says, stand your ground. Don't back up. Stay with what you know is right, with the word of God, with God and what Jesus teaches. That's so very, very important because when you speak to things that are not as if you were, that's faith. And that faith creates the fabric of space-time, and that faith creates a reality around you that's going to protect you against this stuff. That's what we have to understand, that their frequency-generating machines are powerful. They are, but they're not as powerful as the Most High God. And that's why they're scared to death of Christianity, and they're scared that you're going to call on God, that you're going to call on Jesus, because they're afraid God Almighty or Jesus is going to show up. They don't want him here. They don't want him to be involved because he knows what they can do to him, what, they can, what he can do to them. And you remember something. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. 
So when you speak the words that are not as if they were, that's faith, and you continue to pray the things that you want to have happen in your life, not negative stuff, you're going to change the very fabric of reality. The, the sad part about it is that Christians, they start doing this often, and they give up on it after a few days or a few weeks. They stop doing that. No, that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say give up. I remember my mom used to always say, if you give up, you lose. And she was right. You can't give up because you've got to continue to realize that God is real. He is sovereign, that he's given us the abilities to control space-time. Ask whatever you will in my name, it shall be given unto you. So the word says, when you do it by faith, and that's how we need to walk every single day of our life, circumspectly with the Most High God, and realize that he is the answer for everything, not Klaus Schwab in the economic form, which is what they want you to believe. Always remember, you keep your hearts and minds in Christ all the days of your life, every day. And guys, keep praying like I pray for you guys. We're going to win this battle. You watch. We're going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. Because one thing we won't do, we won't give up. We will not do that. Austin, what do you think, buddy? Finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah, you're spot on. And one of the most effective ways to keep fighting and not give up is having the energy and the mental clarity to do so. That's why the globalists and the big ag and big pharma know this. That's why they want everybody to be as sick as they can. When people are sick and you can't focus and you can't breathe and you're laying on the couch out of breath and basically out of shape, it's really easy to control a population and get them not to push back. That's why it's so important to maintain your overall health. And that's why if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. If you guys need anything, we're here to help you out. Keep your body strong, keep your muscles strong, keep your mind strong, keep your heart strong, and keep fighting, my friends. If you need anything, the Burberry Ultimate, I told you it'd be on sale for the next few more days. Read up on that product, incredibly good formula, and also the magnesium malt acid on sale right now for 10% off this product of the week and be sure to vote for what you want to see win next week as well we got the ultimate stack ultimate everything for the top five listed for voting so be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com y'all have a fantastic safe awesome weekend we'll be back probably live video on the show sometime next week I'm just getting some stuff situated and i'm handling everything with my son and stuff right now so we stuck with audio it's a little bit easier for moving around but the visual will be back next week ready for you guys so get ready got a lot of articles a lot of new stuff we're going to be bringing out so healthmasters.com thank you for the support my friends we'll talk to you again on monday as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.